Welcome to the Geopolitics and Empire podcast. Today, we're speaking with Mark Friedrich, who is a German economist, consultant, and best-selling author of numerous publications, together with his colleague, Matthias Wake. We'll be talking about the imminent global financial crisis, the sequel to 2008. Thanks for coming on the podcast, Mr. Friedrich. I'm very glad you're having me. Thank you for the invitation. Now, you're a best-selling author in Germany, but you do have one book available in English that people can buy uh, on Amazon and I guess elsewhere called The Crash is the Solution. It's an excellent read. Uh, you detail the history and cause of the ongoing financial fraud, debt bubble we're living in, including what people can do to prepare. And I highly recommend people from the English-speaking world read your book and follow you online because you do have some unique insights that we don't get from the experts we usually follow in English. In your book, you blame the financial crisis on corrupt politics, politicians, governments, banks, bankers, unlimited spending, money printing. Uh, it seems things are really now coming to a head. Uh, you've written in your book that many countries that were once booming are running out of steam. There's nowhere for capital to go. Foreign direct investment has declined greatly this year around the world. Uh, and in your book and your previous writings, you were pointing out uh, Deutsche Bank as a canary in the coal mine for years, and it looks like the time may have come. You tweeted recently that this kind of news always happens over the weekend. So this past weekend, Deutsche Bank, uh, they're saying they're going to lay off 20,000 people. Managers are heading for the exits, and they're saying after the restructuring, it will be unrecognizable. And some have said it will look like uh, another Lehman Brothers. Meanwhile, gold and cryptocurrencies have recently spiked, which is another sign that things are not going well. So I think we're beginning to feel the strong winds and a little bit of rain starting to fall. It looks very close now. Uh, where are we in the global financial storm? How, how imminent is it? Yeah, we're, you read my book. I, I heard, hear, hear that. Um, we're in the end game. We're in the, in the last quarter of the whole financial storm, and it's just getting bigger and bigger because since 2008, since the big financial crisis, we did not solve a single problem. We just um, printed money. We uh, lowered the interest rates on a record level to nearly negative rates, and we flooded the, the, flooded the, 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 the world with cheap money. And um, the, the central banks created one financial bubble after the next one and now we have the biggest bubble in history it's the the, the financial markets it's the it's the government bonds it's everywhere it's trillions of dollars to to solve the problem but it didn't solve the problem it just created a new mess a bigger bubble and when this bursts 2008 will look like a kindergarten party it will be epic and uh, we just feel it we feel it everywhere we feel it in the in the politics you know in in europe for example you know parties from the left and right side getting stronger and stronger the the elections um, in may just showed when the european um, um parliament was um elected and we saw that the the mainstream parties lost more and more supporters and this is a trend which is going on and they're losing more and more voters in the future as well and we feel it everywhere in the society Society. We had the refugee problem in Europe. We have the financial problems. We have the problems with the parties. We have problems everywhere. And now we have a recession on the horizon. And the, the coming recession will be the trigger for the, for the end game and for the end of the euro and for the end of the financial system as we know it. And Deutsche Bank is just one little example that Lehman 2.0 is possible because the, the investment banks are not working anymore. The whole financial um, 
um, system is, 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 is shaking and it's fighting to survive, but it won't survive. It's just a matter of time when the, the whole thing, the whole shit hits the van. And well, we'll, we'll get to the end game in a little bit, but you mentioned uh, Europe and that's where you and I are currently located. And I'm, I'm not sure if you listen to Real Vision TV uh, Raul Paul of Real Vision TV recently tweeted, I think yesterday, a big important alert that there is a lot going on in Europe that feels like it's coming to a head soon, probably even by the end of the summer, that the EU economy is, as you say, in a mild recession. And he says that banks are on the verge of death and will, can cause a chain reaction and there's nothing that the European Central Bank can really do. Uh, he thinks we're going to start seeing a sense of major crisis later this year, end of summer, early fall. You write in your book that you think the euro is a failed uh, experiment. What are your thoughts? Um, I, again, you said that you think the EU will crash. I mean, politically, economically, what, are your, what, is it, what is your take on the EU? Will the euro crash and then somehow be reborn and continue on? Or will that be it for the euro? I hope not. I hope this um, artificial monetary experiment will fail and will be buried forever because in my first book, I already showed and proved that monetary unions between different countries never, ever worked. They always failed. For example, the last European and uh, the last monetary union in Europe we had was the um, Lateinische Münzunion. Yeah? Um, I don't know the English expression. I have to look it up. But it was a monetary union between Switzerland, Belgium, and Greece. And of course, Greece uh, broke all the rules and it went down in the 20s and it was a disaster. And if you look back in history, monetary unions always failed. And so will the euro. And the euro is already fighting for his survival. You just, you just see it everywhere. You are, we broke laws. We, we uh, printed money. We have a historic law interest rate in Europe. It's 0% for, for three years now, since 2016. And Mario Draghi will be the first ECB president who never raised the interest rates. Never, ever. And Lagarde, his uh, succeeder, she will be fulfilling the plan. She will bury the euro and she will uh, implement all the horrible um, IMF um, papers they wrote about decashing, war on cash and interest rates, how to make interest and uh, negative interest rates happening. And she will do horrible things against the, the, the people in Europe, financial repression. All these things will come down now in the end game because um, the more... Um, uh, the more, uh, how can I say it, the more um, desperate the politicians and the central bankers are, the more the, the, the action will be desperate. So we will see things we couldn't imagine in, for now, but we will see negative interest rates in the eurozone. We will see um, new taxes. We will see financial repression against everybody in Europe. And we will see the collapse of the monetary union from the euro. The, the, this artificial system will fail. And you do, you don't forget, we see the biggest central bank experiment in history. We've never seen something like that. Never ever. They printed more money. Never ever. We had so long, so 
low interest rates. And now we get to the negative interest rates because Draghi already said with the, with the recession on the horizon, I'm ready for everything. I will do TLTRO, another quantitative easing program for the banks. I will lower rates if it's necessary. But hey, we're already at 0%. Where do you want to go? So he wants to go to the zero in, to the negative interest rates. And this is what's going to happen. And, and we expected in our third book, we, we said we expect between minus four and minus seven percent for the eurozone so it, it can survive and um two years later uh, a little american bank came out with the same result they said it will be between minus five to minus seven percent so the eurozone can work and can survive and this bank is called gp morgan i don't know if you know them but um they have the same result than we have so we are definitely in the endgame of this monetary system in general. And uh, the American Central Bank, the Fed, they raised the, the interest rate to 2.5%, but um, everybody was expecting two, three, four more hikes. But hey, they already um, stopped. They said, oh, wait, the, 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 the economy looks weak. Um, we have to wait and we have to see what's going on. And we're only at 2.5%. So they already said at the last meeting, hey, okay, we're ready. We can lower the rates if it's necessary, like Trump wishes to get the, the, the stock market to 30 and 40,000 to create another bubble and he can win the election in 2020. So this is what's going to happening. And, and we will see um, rate cuts in the US. We will see um, uh, rate cuts in, in Europe and we will see rate cuts all over the world, which we already saw. For example, in Australia, we have the lowest um, interest rates in, in history in Australia at 1%. The Chinese National Bank, for example, um, um, cut the rates as strong as never before. Even during the, the financial crisis in 2008, they never um, cut the rates as much as they did last uh, month with 3.5%. So we see it's happening. And uh, we are unfortunately um, in the last phase of um, artificial created, created boom in the last cycle. And speaking about Europe, uh, so if all this comes to pass, as you're saying, specifically like for, for Europeans, I mean, what would people then logically do? Get hold less euros and then how do you protect yourself? As you said, this financial repression that we saw in Cyprus uh, back in 2008, they did bail-ins, you know, so should I, I mean, if I keep my money in the bank, I mean, they're, they're going to take some of my money from the bank, uh, you know, the euro will lo lose its value. So, I mean, in that instance, what would, what should people do? Yeah, okay. One thing, you're sitting in Croatia right now, don't you? Right, yeah. Yeah, and Croatia wants to join the Euro Club. Yeah, so um, it, instead of um, shrinking or, or um, bury the Euro, they get bigger and bigger. Like every empire before they fail, you know, when nations fail, when empires fail, it's always the same. They expand and then they implode. It's always the same game. So if, you want, if you're in the Eurozone, if you want to protect your money, if you have um, wealth in fiat currencies, because the dollar is not, even, it's not better, it's just a race between dying currencies, um, 
the U.S. government has debts $22 trillion. It's on a historic high level. It's just the end game. And they just can't print money because they have the, the reserve currency for the world. But um, as soon as the dollar um, gets ditched by the Chinese uh, yuan, yeah, it will be different. So if you want to protect your money, you have to look for safe havens. And safe havens are out there. It just look in the, in, in, in the past what protected money what protected wealth in the in the in the past and it was always the same it's for example um through nature limited um real assets like a uh, real estate like um land like um precious metals gold silver but also i'm i'm, I'm a big fan of bitcoin because it's it's limited by by math and this is a natural law you know and so you have to diversify your your wealth in different um, um, assets, you know, just don't put all your money in one asset like, oh, I just buy stocks of this and this company because um, then it's safe. No, you have to diversify. You need different legs for your wealth to stay stable for the future because the, the, the financial storm is coming and it's coming really hard. Uh, my, my, my prediction is it will be the, the biggest crash of all times we will see not only on the financial markets but also for the society and for 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 politics and we already see it and this time we can't stop it like 2008 when all the central banks uh, printed money in 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 one action and and lowered the interest rates this time it's not going to work this time china is not willing and can't be and, and is not able to um uh, bail us out all of the of, of the problems and this time we can't save the the banks and everything this time the volume is just too big and the countries will fail we'll, we will see bankruptcies we will see unemployment rates which we have never seen for decades and we will see the biggest crash of history definitely because there has never been more money in the system more debts and we've never been more um, and closer together through globalization, right? Like, like right now, you know, if you if you see the the financial transactions between uh, Germany and and France and and Philippines and and Japan, it's all stick together very closely. And if one domino falls, there will be a a, a big bang. And you mentioned empire a bit earlier, and. You know, some academics, they, they do view, I, I agree with that view, that the EU is, it's an empire. It's a form of empire. Uh, and as well as the U.S., you know, part of the theme of this podcast is that the U.S. is an empire. You know, I, I'm, a, I'm an American. I love America. I love the American Republic. But I have a problem with uh, empire, any kind of um, empire, because they don't usually do end up doing uh, good things. But what are your thoughts on the U.S. empire? Because, you know, it's the current hyperpower or, or superpower and we know, you know, we have these historical cycles where these, these empires rise and then they decline. And then how, how do you view the U.S. empire and the effect that its actions are having around the world? How interlinked uh, is the financial crisis, you know, with, with its actions, with the petrodollar and the dynamics between the decline of the U.S. empire and then the rise of the Eurasian players such as China and Russia? Yes, I always love to look in the past. And um, if you look back in the past, we had... 16 times that superpowers um, changed um, and from the 16 times it went 12 times it uh, there was war included so i just hope that now with the 17th time there won't be any war but um, china will be number one 
that's another prediction I will make, and this is not a very bold one, because I think we all know it, we all feel it. Um, they have over 1 billion people. They are extremely uh, ambitious. They're extremely hardworking, and they've got so much money, and they have a plan, and they are not as lamb as, as democracies, you know, because they can make a decision and they just make it happen. For example, in Germany, we have an airport in Berlin, a new one. Um, I think we built it now for over 10 years. It should be already be finished like 10 years ago or something like that. And instead of um, the, the, the production costs went from, I don't know, from 500 million to over 8 billion euro and still there's no plan starting or landing it's it's horrible and china just um, opened the biggest airport in the world in, in in beijing you know and they did it in three years and um in their plan and that's what i see you know that they're, they're more flexible they're faster with their decisions and if they uh, want something to to bring their country forward they will do everything they even um say hey there's a city with four hundred thousand people we have to remove them because we need there is the highway or something else, you know, and that's a big advantage, of course. You know, I don't want to live there, but it's an advantage. They're more flexible, they're faster in their decisions and everything. So um, China will be the new number one and the next world currency will be, my opinion is, it will be a digital and gold-backed or, or with real assets-backed digital yuan. You know, like Libra from Facebook or like Bitcoin. It will be digital. The next monetary system will be digital. And it has to be backed with something because when this theater, when, 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 this, when this fiat money system goes down, people all over the world will never trust an unbacked money monetary system and fiat uh, currency they will never trust it again there must be something which which is backed with you know with gold or with diamonds or with with real assets and that's when the when the chinese people or when, when the chinese government steps in because they bought gold the last 10 years they have so much money they bought real estate they bought companies all over the world and for example we in europe or all over the world they are like 15 uh, percent of all companies are um, so-called some zombie co companies, you know, like the Walking Dead, because um, they just survived because of the cheap money from the central banks in the US, in 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 Europe, in but also in Asia, of course, and in China, they all have problems as well. So, but um, I like I like the US. I, I have friends there. I, I I like the culture and everything. But if you, for example, look at the problems in the US, they're horrible. We have. For example, if you look to Seattle, the homeless problem, it's a real problem. Sometimes if I, if I travel through the U.S., I think I'm in a third world country, you know, with all the electricity and the infrastructure. It's really rotten. It's really old. Um, the, the West and the East Coast are nice, but in the middle, it's like, oh, my God, where I am? Is this Afghanistan or is this Montana or Colorado, you know? And um, we have an elite in the U.S., um, which is not, which is sometimes corrupt and sometimes it's doing something good for the people and um, we see a big shift there and um, still, I don't know if Trump is a good one or a bad one, but remember Roosevelt, he said when he left office, he said, um, I have to warn you of this uh, military industrial complex and um, we, we, we see what Wesley Clark said. Wesley Clark said, hey, I've got this paper from the Pentagon, it's... Um, seven countries in five years. And uh, if you look at the list, the next one would be Iran. And um, you saw the, 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 the thing with the 
big oil tankers um, with the big oil chips. It's a farce, you know. They came out with, with proofs, you know. Pompeo come, came out, out with proofs that the Iran attacked these ships. Hey, we've seen proofs from the U.S. very often. And on the long term, they always were wrong. You know, remember, for example, example Saddam Hussein with the weapons of mass destruction. Uh, remember um, the, 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 the girl from Kuwait who said, oh, the, the, Iraqian, the, the soldiers from Iraq came and, and killed all the babies. And all lies, all fake news. And the most wars start with fake news. And there's another one. They want to create another war because um, the companies wanted, you know, Lockheed Martin, Boeing, they all make money with it and wars are always about money and and i hope this time the the, the mainstream media and we're the people not falling for it not believing it and say hey show us real proof because i don't think that iran wants to start a war because they know they will lose it you know they never started the war in the last hundred years why should they start right now a war so for to summarize the U.S. will lose the first place, definitely. China will be the new number one. Um, the U.S. dollar will lose first place. The digital yuan, in my opinion, will be the new number one. And this goes in the next 10 to 15 years. Uh, this will happen in the next decade. Uh, another point, uh, <clears throat> final point in the book that you wrote, I think it was in 2016, uh, that I think is also very important that others haven't mentioned is the need to focus on morals and values uh, and this includes renewing our focus on the nucleus of society which is the the family um and i think you know this is uh, i think we're seeing attempts to destroy the family and moral values especially in the western society and and i i'm kind of living between the east and the west so i'm you know i'm, I'm here in europe uh, but then i live uh in, in central asia and you see this even here in, in croatia people still hold to this traditional values the majority of the people especially as well as in kazakhstan but in the west we see they're kind of in, in inverting uh these values so can you comment on the the need as this all this crisis comes to a head uh, the need to think again about you know these things you know what really matters in life because if you on the deathbed you don't think about oh i've got so much shares and money and cars and houses and um, um, gold or Bitcoin. You think about your memories, you think about your beloved ones, your, your family, your kids, the first kiss, your, the first child born, everything, uh, the vacation with friends and of course this interview. Yeah. <laughs> and um, this is what really matters, you know. Um, uh, there's a German saying that you can't take anything with you if you die, when you die. You can't take anything with you, not your bicycle, not your uh, beautiful and expensive Rolex, not your Rolls Royce, not your helicopter, nothing. And I think sense of life is definitely to make the world better for your, your children and, 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 and for, for, the, for the future. And um, I think money is not a, the main goal to, to get wealthy or something. We all have to think about one thing. We are all one species, but tell me one species who is, who is fighting so hard against each other because of stupid religions, um, color of skin, um, uh, opinion left, right. It's fucking stupid. It's, it's like, ugh. and I think the crash is the solution. You know why? Because I think with the, with the coming crash, with the coming crisis, we all will, will realize what really matters, that we have to 
put away, push away all this stupid, stupid prejudices and politics and everything else. And we will have to look inside and say, okay, what really matters is we are one species and we have to stick together to create a golden future for all of us. And we have the opportunity with, with um, artificial intelligence, with Bitcoin, with um, um, computers, with quantum computers and everything. It will happen. But we have to fight the evil powers which are out there who want to um, um, own the, um, the the monopoly of creating money and and keeping us busy. You know, it's um, bread and circuses out there. You know, we we have the 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 world championship of soccer for women and for men, and then every two years another big sport act, and then we have um, um, elections, and then we have. Um, a, U.S. got talent or Britain gets talent and we have um, newspapers and so they keep us busy and we run and run and run and run and have to make money and it's getting more and more expensive to to, to get your dream, you know, you want to have a house in Croatia or at a beach and you want to have a nice vacation, a nice car, a nice wife and everything, but it's getting more and more expensive and you always run and run and run and you don't have time to read a critical book or listen to this beautiful pod podcast and create some own ideas and to create critical ideas and get out on the street and say, hey, stop, we don't want it anymore. We want something different. And this is Breton Circus's in the end game. And my, my hope is that with the coming crisis, with the coming crash, that people, that we are, that we will change the world for a better future and that we will realize what's good and what's evil and that we kick out the bad people and the politicians and all this nonsense and create a golden future for all of us in, in Africa, in, in North America, in Asia, and that we all together, um, yeah, how can I say it? That we all together um, move in one direction and not against each other. That's my big hope. And I think this will definitely happen with the, with the coming crisis and that it will be... Um, our mind will get to another level that we see what's really important. I think we are right now with our senses are like covered with all this uh, noise, but after that we will be free and that we have something, it, it sounds spiritual, but it will happen, you know, that we will, be, that we will see a clear path where we have to go and that we have to stick together if we want to survive on this planet. I think that's a great place to leave it, very optimistic. And I just wanted to mention you have a very popular YouTube channel in German. I'm so sad that I can't understand it, but how can people follow you online as well as any other websites you recommend? Yeah, we have an English website as well. Um, you can put it in the show notes. It's friedrich-weig.de or .com. Um, you can follow us on Twitter and on my Twitter account. It's, uh, I think you will... Uh, put it in the, in the show notes as well. I write the, the Twitters in, in English and German. Um, perhaps I start English videos on YouTube now. Uh, we were the most successful YouTube channel in Germany for um, finance and economics. We went from zero to over 20,000 um, uh, subscriptions in um, less than half a year. I'm very grat uh, grateful and, and glad about that. Um, but it's, I think the, the success is because I just tell what I think, you know, and um, I'm, 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 uh, yeah, I tell the truth and sh 
show some facts and, and prove it and, and people realize that something is, go, is, is wrong with the whole system. It's rigged with the politics and, and the financial system and people, even if they have no clue about economics, feel that something is different, that, that we are on, the, on, 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 a, on, a, on a shift or something, that something will happen in the, in the near future with everything. And uh, we see it everywhere, in all corners. And um, yeah, you can read my, my second book, The Crash is the Solution. It's available uh, as an ebook on, on um, Amazon. And, and the next book is coming out end of October. Perhaps there will be an English translation. It's called The Biggest Crash of All Times, of course, because this is the result of my research. And uh, we, we all will see it. But I think you know, as bigger the crisis is, the bigger the chance is for, for change. And uh, we have to see it as a, as a, as a, cha cha a chance to get a better future. And this is an opportunity. We should definitely embrace it and use it. All right. People go check out Mark Friedrich and Matthias Wake's work, Read the Crashes, the Solution in English, uh, and his other books in German, if you speak German. Danke very much, Mr. Friedrich. You're very welcome. Looking forward to talk to you again soon in the future. I hope you enjoyed this Geopolitics and Empire podcast and interview. I would like to remind you that our website is geopoliticsandempire.com and you can sign up for our mailing list that goes out each weekend with the latest podcast and a long collection of important news headlines. It's good to sign up for the newsletter in case we experience censorship and deplatforming. You can help the Geopolitics and Empire podcast by subscribing to and interacting with all of our channels such as YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Gab, Minds, and Steemit. You can also help us by leaving a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform such as iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, Spreaker, and so on. Finally, if you value our work and our mission and would like to see us continue interviewing experts from across the political spectrum, please consider leaving a one-time donation via PayPal or Bitcoin or becoming a regular monthly supporter on our Patreon. All the links can be found on geopoliticsandempire.com. Thanks for listening.